0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. It's more than uh, (laughs) crazy words. Uh, Obviously, over my life, I'm thankful for what God has done, but it's all because of him. I'm thankful for him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Didn't that worship team do a great job? Man. Jesus is in this room right now and our, our prayers before service man I, I noticed two people up there I'm so proud of you guys and Gavin proud of you bud and Allison great job um, guys can be seated um, so uh, as uh, sister Tremia said It was after uh, Sunday service, I believe. And she says, hey, let me talk to you for a second. Okay. Hey, can you do our back-to-school service? Uh, I can try my best. So uh, when I started thinking about uh, what to talk about for the service, um, I had to go to my background a little bit, what I'm comfortable with. And uh, even though you guys probably can't tell right now, I used to play a lot of sports, okay? And so that's what I'm comfortable in. Uh, So when I started writing out the message, um, the thought came to me for uh, the title of this, and that is a winner's mindset, okay? So let's get started. Um, Anybody in here? What's your favorite sport? Football, volleyball, basketball, Basketball. Basketball. softball, Softball. too many (laughs) one time, Tetherball. tetherball, all right. Basketball. Well, if you guys don't know, my favorite sport is basketball. And my favorite team is the Miami Heat. I have been a Miami fan for years. Uh, but I just want to give you guys a little background on why I loved basketball so much. Now, one of my favorite memories as a kid was watching the 96 NBA Finals featuring the Chicago Bulls and the Seattle Supersonics. Now, at that time, I was young. I was nine years old. <laughs> but I remember sitting there with my dad and just enjoying the game. Um, I didn't always get to spend a lot of time with them because I lived with my mom and my stepdad during the year, but in the summers, I got to fly back and, and spend the summer with my dad. So it was a great moment, just being there with him and seeing how passionate he was towards basketball. Now, he knew all about this one guy. I don't know if you guys heard of him. Michael Jordan. Okay. He was such a huge fan of Michael Jordan, even going back to his playing days at the University of North Carolina. And I would watch with my dad as Jordan did these incredible things on the basketball court. I mean, come on, everybody wanted to be like Mike. My dad would mention a lot of things about him, but it seems what made him so great was his will to win. He was relentless. It didn't matter what had to happen. Jordan needed to win. And as I got older, Michael Jordan was on his way out of the NBA, and in came a younger guy that some of you may know, Kobe Bryant. Now, how many people in here remember either being on the court or wadding up a piece of trash and turning to the trash can and yelling, Kobe! right? (laughs) Kobe was awesome. He was relentless as well. The Mamba mentality. He put so much work into his basketball to pursue winning. And these two individuals weren't always liked by their teammates because the expectation they placed on them often put them at odds. But it was all in the pursuit of winning. Now, most everyone in here knows me, but just in case you don't, I tend to be a bit of a competitive person. Just a little bit. I love to compete at just about anything. That is, except for we tennis, according to Sister Shayla. I don't know what it is. I can't get that down. I'm terrible. One of the things that she can beat me in. (laughs) Now, that being said, when I was getting ready for the service, I started to think of the theme. That would be perfect. And it would encourage everyone going back to school. All the way up to our seasoned saints. Um, Now, my purpose with this message is to tell you, when you allow the Lord to direct your life, you win. Okay? Okay? Now, I'll get back to the sports theme here in a little bit. But for now, I want to encourage you with a few scriptures and stories. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon that is used against you will defeat you. You will show that those who speak against you are wrong. These are the good things my servants receive. Their victory comes from me, says the Lord. Now, we all have this enemy that tries his best to keep us from living a victorious life. Sometimes we face hard things in life. It is the enemy's hope that we will be sad and fearful to live out the things that God is trying to do and calling us to do in our life. The great thing that God does is he changes us. Now, whatever has happened in our lives that we think might be bad, He turns it into a strength for us. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Every one of us were created for a specific purpose. There's only one JR. There's only one Isaiah. There's only one Drake. There's only one Jazzy. The only way we find this purpose is through our relationship with God. That's why it's so important to read your Bible. It's important to pray. It's important to fast. Because when we get in his presence, we find out who we are compared to who he is. Now, sometimes this can be scary because God's perfect. But thankfully, he doesn't just leave us where we are. He helps us to change how we think, how we speak, how we act. He will literally help you become a new person. Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good. And pleasing and perfect. When we make a change and start living for God, that's when he comes alongside us and helps us out. Now, when you guys are going to be heading back to school, or maybe some the older people back to your workplace, he's, he's going to call you to do things that you might be afraid to do. But we have to understand and be confident that he has given us authority to be victorious wherever God chooses for you to be. Just like Joshua, he's getting ready to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And Moses is encouraging him before he completes the task that the Lord uh, has given him. In Deuteronomy 38.1, he says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Now, if we listen to the voice of God and follow his every command, we will see victories over and over. We're going to look at another story about King Hezekiah. Now, this time he's ruling in the fourth year of the reign of King Shalmaneser. Uh, Shalmaneser captures Samaria, which is a northern kingdom close to where King Hezekiah is, and he takes them captive back to Assyria. Hezekiah saw all that happen, and that can be discouraging. But 10 years later, King Sennacherib is trying to capture Judah, where Hezekiah is. There is a massive army there, and Hezekiah is outmanned and outgunned in the natural Sennacherib sends his messengers, and they talk trash to Hezekiah and the people. But Hezekiah does what we all need to do when we face something that only the Lord can bring a victory from. He went to prayer. Then he sought the man of God. Isaiah the prophet gave a great report from God. The Lord said in 2 Kings 19, 32 and 32 through 35. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They will not even shoot an arrow at it. They will not march outside its gates with their shields, nor build banks of earth against its walls. The king will return to his own country by the same road on which he came. He will not enter the city, says the Lord. For my own honor and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend the city and protect it. And that night, the angel of the Lord went to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. Now, when the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, uh, they found a lot of corpses laying around. And King Sennacherib hurried back on that same road home. A great victory was won because a leader took time to humble themselves and pray. Yes. Yes. One more example that stood out to me because it's one of trash talk and being competitive. I like to talk a little trash. <laughs> is in First Kings 18. It's about the great victory Elijah saw on Mount Carmel against the prophets of Baal and Asherah. Just to give you some context, Elijah is the prophet during the time the evil king Ahab was ruling. Elijah tells Ahab that there will be no dew or rain until he says it's going to happen. Now, three days later, it's time for a showdown between Elijah and 850 prophets. 450 were prophets of Baal, and the other 400 were prophets of Asherah. But one of my favorite passages, because, again, I love trash talk, (laughs) is when Elijah is just going at the prophets of Baal. Okay? Okay. So as I was wondering, I'm reading this passage, I'm wondering, why is this man so confident? It's one man in the face of 850 people. So I started to search. Baal was the God that the the people in Israel had turned to and started worshiping. So let's find out about Baal. And as I searched, I found that Baal was a God of fertility or life. And weather. To be specific, Baal was the god of rain, rainstorms. So, why was Elijah so confident? (laughs) Three years ago, God showed that he controls the rain. So, Elijah was so confident and started talking some major trash. And they couldn't do anything. He's just, like, baiting them. Keep it going. It's not going to happen. And then he tells them, watch out. I serve the one true God. He prays a simple prayer and asks the Lord to prove to everyone what he was saying is true. And immediately the Lord answered by fire and consumed the sacrifice. Then Israel turned back to God. And they end up killing the 450 prophets of Baal. Just another example about what God can do for you, looking in Luke 10, starting in verse 2. This is when Jesus sends out 70 disciples. Two by two into the surrounding cities, they were given instructions. And they said, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his field. We're going to skip down to verse 17 and read through 19. And when the 70 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. So not only does God call you to do his will, but he equips you and he makes sure you have everything you need to win the victory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise your Holy
1: Lord Jesus. Thank you.
0: We just got back from an awesome time at NAYC, and we had some young people feel a burden to start a P7 Bible Club. This is when they go into their school, just like you have any other clubs at, at, at your school, you have Bible study, essentially. And I just wanted to encourage them by saying If the Lord placed that on your heart and in your mind, he will help you complete it. And Sister Shayla and I will do everything we can to help you as well. Now understand, when you are committed to growing your relationship with God, just like Elijah experienced, you will walk into schools confident that Jesus is what everyone needs even when it's just you and it seems there are hundreds of people not like you. Remember this 1 Peter 2 9 through 10. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Now, once you had identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, but now you received God's mercy. You represent God when you're in your schools. When you're at home, anywhere you set your feet, you represent him. Yes. But what should happen when we go to school? When we step foot in any room, people should know you're there. Because they feel Jesus through you. The atmosphere should change. But now, to get back to my sports thoughts. As i mentioned before, my favorite team is the Miami Heat. Sister Ruth, if you can put that picture up for me. Hey, there we go. Now, ooh, sorry. One second. Thank you. Um, Now, I know I have to make this point really quick to save time. Because I know I'm the only thing standing between you guys and these backpacks. (laughs) But before we do that, we need to talk about something very important. John 14, 6, it says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So, even though I'm a Heat fan, It seems to be that I need to be on Team Jesus. And everyone in this room does as well. Show of hands, how many of you guys have ever purchased a jersey? All right, sounds good. Now, sometimes you can go, you can get an authentic jersey. It might cost a little money, kind of pricey. But for just a little bit extra... You can get a personalized jersey. It can say whatever you want, as long as it fits the criteria that's given to make the jersey. So just imagine with me for a second. You're wearing this jersey, your favorite sports team, your favorite player. But you want to take it a step further. You want a personalized jersey. You go to buy it, and the back of the jersey is blank. Like this. You could put whatever you want in that place where it says your name. The big question is how are we able to be on Jesus' team? Well, first, we have to repent. When we repent, that is when we tell Jesus we are sorry for every sin that we have done in our life. Now, Sin is when we do something that's against Jesus. A few examples would be lying, stealing, being mean to others. But can we be honest for a second? How many in here have ever done anything against God? Everybody should have their hands up. Jesus gives us mercy and allows us to say sorry for what we've done. When we repent, this cleans out our heart. So that bad, nasty dirt of sin that was in our heart is no longer there. But how do we get rid of that dirty sin? We have to be baptized in Jesus' name and wash away all that dirt so we can be clean. It's just like when you guys might go outside and play around and you come back inside. The first thing you have to do before you do anything else is wash your hands. And that's what being baptized in Jesus name is. Just wash away that sin. These baptismal tanks are ready today. We have towels. We have robes. We're ready to go. You just have to be ready to go. Now, when we do that, that jersey, we put that name on there, it says Jesus. And that means all our sins are forgiven. Jesus doesn't remember them anymore. And he's so excited because you came to join his team. But he doesn't come empty-handed either. He has a gift for every one of us in this room He gives us the power of the Holy Ghost. Now remember, when you clean out your heart and wash it clean by repenting and being baptized in Jesus' name, Jesus now has space to live in your heart. And he goes with you everywhere you go when you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost and you start speaking in tongues. If I can have everyone stand. I've asked some of the people, Pastor Sister Dora, if you come. Appreciate you, Drake, the teachers, um, some of our seasoned saints, anybody that's won some victories. If you would come up front for me, I would appreciate that. Now, as all these people are coming forward, I want everyone that's going back to school up front to the right. These people are going to pray for you. They're going to pray over the school year. If there's anybody that's wanting to join Team Jesus, please come up to the left. Because there's no day like the present to have your life-changing moment with Jesus. Please don't leave here wondering if this is something you should have done. Leave here knowing that you are on Jesus' team. Now, before you leave, we got some stickers for you. I'll show you here in a second. You can put them on your lunch pail, maybe a binder, uh, a water bottle. I got one for my water bottle. I'm just saying. And it says, no matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. So whenever you're going through something, a bad day, a crazy day at school, Maybe at home, you can take out whatever item you put this on and remember, God's got your back. All right? I'll give those to you in a second. Um, I'm going to have Sister Shayla come here in a second. And we're going to pray a prayer of repentance. Because I think we all need to do that. But before I get there, And I, and I felt the need to mention this because I caught myself the other day. Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, the tongue can bring forth death and life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now I've heard plenty of people, including myself, saying bad things about themselves. It's, it's been a trend here to stop when I was looking at it God told me when you do those things you're saying those bad things about yourself that's the enemy whispering in your ear when you do something wrong I'm I'm dumb maybe you're, you're sad I'm depressed maybe you feel like you don't have anything to offer I'm worthless the thing is we believe that we have power in our tongue they those lies that the enemy tells you have no life until you speak them we have to speak life over our lives over the people we come in contact with just like the song they just sang speak victory we need to have a positive outlook especially going into the next school year when we go back to our job sites any opportunity we have to reach this community will be won if we speak it into existence we will win the victory we have to proclaim it if everybody would raise their hands and stand we're gonna have sister Shayla pray, and when she's done, I'm going to have Pastor pray, pray a prayer of faith, and then we're going to get after it.
2: Repentance is where well. we literally are in the Spirit turning away from the things that we've done wrong, from the bad decisions that we've made. So when you are praying this prayer of repentance, in your mind, say, God, I'm turning away from those things. And I'm going to try my hardest to not go back. I'm going to try my hardest to not do those things anymore. But God, I need your strength. God, I need your grace. I need your mercy. And I need your protection. Right now, every hand lifted, every eye closed. This is not just for those that are up here, but this is for everybody in this room. Lord God, anything that I have let in through my eyes, into my ears, that I have let come out of my mouth, that is not of you, Lord. I am so sorry. Lord God, I ask for your forgiveness, not because you're standing and ready and ready to condemn me and ready to hurt me, but because you are standing and ready to love me. You are ready to surround me, to scoop me up, to let me know, God, that it is okay, that I will be okay, that if I take a step closer to you, that you have a life for me that is better than anything I could have done. So right now, God, I surrender to you. I surrender my life. I surrender my heart, my soul, my mind, and I give it all to you, Jesus. I'm sorry for those things that I have let come in between me and you. Right now, I break down that wall. I tear down that barrier, and I want to have direct communication. I want to have a direct line to you, Lord Jesus. In your mighty name, God. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen, amen.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Has anybody been dealing with any any physical things? Any pain in their body? Please come down. Please come down. I know Sister Shayla a couple days ago hurt her knee. I've been dealing with a foot problem. Came out of nowhere. And when I woke up this morning, I, God's going to do something. That's why we're going to have Pastor pray a prayer of faith, and then we're going to pray over you guys going back to school, going back into your jobs. And when we're done, when we're done doing that, we're going to have a victory cry. When we're done with that, find yourself a praise partner. We, we're going to walk together we're going to praise God. Pastor?
1: Hallelujah. Praise God. You got to be on Jesus' team. You got to believe. You got to believe in yourself. Now that's almost antithetical. I mean, almost opposite what we're trying to do here. I'm not saying not to believe in God. Oh no. In the Miami Heat, one of the things if you're going to get there, you have to believe in yourself that you can do what you say you can do. You got to work hard. What I'm saying is, you're going to be on Team Jesus, you can be victorious. You can be a Christian. You can be great in faith. You can be used for God for mighty and great things. Amen. You can be a victorious Christian with the help of God. You say, well, I'm not sure if I believe in myself. Well, hallelujah. God believes in you. He created you for purpose and He wants to see you succeed. One more thing about the Heat or any other team. The players got to listen to the coach. Michael Jordan was a great player, but he had a coach. And if he didn't do what his coach told him, he sat down. Thank goodness he didn't sit too much on the bench. He listened to his coach. Amen. And Michael Jordan didn't play by himself in those victories. He had four other people on the court when he played. Amen. Church is a team sport. It's not meant to be by yourself. You're meant to be on a team together in a church. Amen. We're stronger together. Amen. And God is with us. Where two or three are gathered together in his name. He's there. And it's all right to have weak faith. There was a man who had a child who was sick, and Jesus wanted to heal him. And the man said, Lord, help by my unbelief. Another time Jesus was teaching his disciples and his disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. And that's what we're doing right now. We're going to ask God to increase our faith to receive everything that he has for us. And we're going to pray that we would have hearts to yield to that great coach up in heaven who is the best coach ever of life. He is the one that can really show us how to succeed and how to be the best that we can ever be and glorify him. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. You believe Jesus? Amen. Let's pray and ask him for more faith right now. When those two, stretch your hand out the front. We're going to pray for these and all that have a need in their life. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Lord, you said if we ask for wisdom, we will receive. And you said if we seek and knock and ask, them, we will receive. And Lord, we pray for faith right now that will come and arise in our hearts in each and every one, particularly those that have a serious need in their life. Someone, oh Lord God, that needs a healing in their body. Somebody that has a very, very specific need of finances. Oh Lord, they need deliverance, oh God. We pray, oh Lord, that you would come down now. Let your spirit touch each and every heart. Lord, let their faith arise in our hearts to receive what you would have them to receive oh god lord if there be healing we lift the banner of your name against every sickness and affliction and lord in jesus mighty name we pray that your spirit would go forth and accomplish that which you wanted to accomplish let your perfect will be done we pray for every parent we pray for every child every student and god we pray for everybody in this congregation lord let your spirit saturate us today and let faith come to each and every heart that we receive the goodness of your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody say, in Jesus' name, amen, hallelujah. Praise God.
2: God has heard our prayers. He has heard our prayer of faith and in victory, we are going to have a time of victory. We're going to have a time of praise because we're going to believe that God has heard our prayers. We're going to believe that he's going to walk with us to our schools. We're going to believe that he's going to walk with us into our workplaces because this may be back to school, but this is just back to life in general. You got to recognize that you have the power through Jesus. If you have gone through the steps that Brother J.R. was talking about, you have power through Jesus to win every victory and win every battle that comes against you. So right now we're going to sing.